Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Put QPR back on the front foot in the shootout. He does so. Then he gets ready. Up against Archer. The eight apiece. Venny. It's safe. And it's squeezed by Rangers that are through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. It's a terrific save. John Archer guesses to his left. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Highlights from the FA Cup there. Yeah. QPR beat our charges, Rotherham, 8-7 on penalties. Well, it's good to be back in the losing frame, B. Yep. Uh, I wasn't enjoying the whole whole winning thing. I don't think it suits <laughs> us. I think we'll do far better at just uh, putting the kibosh on. Yeah. Well, what is the kibosh? Come, is that Jewish? Don't know. Great question. I reckon it is Jewish. It sounds yeah. Jewish, doesn't it? Let's check that out on the break. That's the first, yeah. first one for the day. Kai Bosch. Yeah, we put the Kai Bosch on him, yep. and uh, it's game over. It was. Um, I actually had no idea until you played that right then. Um, had they they went it. Actually, Rotherham took the lead in extra time. It was nil-nil at the end of uh, wow. at the end of full time. And That's then right. Rotherham was supporting. They, uh, they yeah. took the lead, and then uh, QPR got a late-ish goal in the second half of extra time, and then uh, they won 7-6 on penalty. Okay. Well, maybe these people will, will get have a bit of luck with um, talking to someone more official. Well, yeah. Well, so what I did straight away, yeah, try to find out who QPR's most famous fans are. Okay. Now QPR, I kind of thought it was North London. I didn't quite realise where it was. It's right by Shepherd's Bush, right. near Harrow. It's. I've been a Shepherd's Bush. Most of us have, right? Uh, I walked across the uh, the uh, what do you call those little garden things in the middle of them in the in the township? Were well, the bushes? The, the bushes it, of it, shepherds. It wasn't that bush, like a quad, you know. All right, okay. No, there's a, a name for a them. Green, the common, the common, a green, the yeah, green, or a common. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's what I walked across. Is there the a green shepherd's bush. in shepherd's bush? Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of a something going on okay. there. Yeah. Anyway, famous fans of QPR. Now we're casting our net wide because oh, they've drawn Peterborough United away. Right. How big are we getting here with these? clubs we're starting to get well QPR real... one of these clubs that kind of find themselves in the Premier League then get relegated then go up again Back, really yeah so they're, they're up Is there that bo- that's well, very good I think um, Formula One mogul Tony Fernandez. Mm. I think he owns them I, I could be wrong on that okay anyway here we go you ready for this yeah Bill Bailey yeah comedian Bill Bailey comedian Bill Bailey yeah Martin Clunes another Do- one Dr. Martin himself Dr. Martin men behaving badly uh, and other things yep Pete Doherty oh yeah he is a massive QPR fan. I know some some blokes that's uh, from Melbourne that supported his band. The Libertines, there, the Libertines. yeah. Or yeah. the other one, Baby Shambles, was the other band he was well, in. Yeah, I think. One of the two, yeah. Yep. What about this? Mick Jones of the Clash. Oh, this is a good list. Huh? Rock and rollers and comedians. Well, next one, Wendy James, Transvision Vamp. Transvision Vamp. Yeah. I don't know that band. Of course you do. Tra- oh, you sing us a song. Baby, I don't care. She was very sexy. Oh, well, very I was. Late 90s, though. Probably before your time, Rob. Well, I just needed. No, I was. I don't I was want your money, and... honey. I want your love. Okay, I know that I song. Yeah, that's yeah, Transvision yeah, yeah. Vamp. Okay. What was the album called? Velveteen, Rob. Velveteen. Okay. Robert Smith. 
Of the Cure? Of the Cure. Jeepers. Yeah. Ian Gillum, Deep Purple. What? what? Yeah. How are all these same Keeps bands? going. Glenn Matlock, Sex Pistols. There must have been a thing that this is the this is for. Well, it's central Londonish. Yeah. So I think it must have been the rockers uh, kind of clung on. Rodney Marsh in the seventies are kind of uh, that ilk. He played for them. I think uh, he was Rob Marsh. Yeah, same name. But how about this? This is the one name that came up in the list, and I thought, what? Nick Cave. He doesn't support any football team. Well, he must have spent a bit of time in London. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Might, he he probably got there. dragged along. Well, he lives in Malvern, doesn't he? Here? Uh, but I think guys, like, Elstonwick, yeah. I think. Same horse, different jockey, Rob. Yep. Elstonwick, Malvern, next suburb. So, Nick Cave, Rob. My And word. his love of the QPR. God, that, I would never have thought there's a football supporter when I thought of Nick Cave. Me too. Certainly I thought exactly that. that. There's no way Nick Cave watches football. Oh, well, that, well, that sounds a bit more like uh, maybe they'll be a bit more open if they're, if they're fans are like well here's the other one that i don't think we'll get because of his role ashley giles the cricketer the 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 king of spain himself he is a massive qpr fan apparently well maybe we can get hold of him there is a possibility Uh, mark butcher will know him Mark Butcher will definitely know him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a gig coming up soon, Mark Butcher. Put, it, put out some new tunes. Okay. We should get Mark back on when this actually sings. He's very or, productive. Should do that next week, shouldn't we? Yeah, I'll have a, a chat catch up. Um, so, in terms of that, QPR's role of honour in terms of famous fans, I'm liking it. Oh, it's very good, Beef. I'm liking it. It's, uh, it's now, feeling more like our club. I'm thinking Finally. Bill Bailey. Yep. He doesn't even strike me as a football fan, to be honest. Yeah, I can see him being a but football fan. there you go. He's got an Australian tour coming up later this year, so he might want to jump on the phone and promote his tour whilst also talking up QPR. Without doubt. I think I think you'll find a loophole, Beef. I found a loophole. Look for people who are touring Australia. Trick them into thinking this is a, an important show. What's this and tricking, <laughs> What is this tricking thing all about? The greatest show in the world. The greatest non-sports sporting show on the planet. Do that. Although, um, I reckon Pete Doherty would be up for it. I'd, I'd, he's got I a, just, he's not, got a is massive... Is he a friendly bloke? I can't I see him being a bit of an outgoing type. He loves the QPR, Rob. Loves he, them. I thought you were about to say he loves some, something Rob, else. Rob, yeah, calm down. Crikey. It's only Tuesday. It is only Tuesday. It's always Tuesday here at Beef. No, <laughs> Happy uh, uh, Tuesday, everybody! I'm a bit disappointed you took your hat off, because you were really... I just took a glance and go, you're looking like kind of a, a New Orleans or, or, or a Louisiana swamp tourist or something. <laughs> It was a tour guide, rather. Cool. Yeah, when you had the hat on, you got your Super Bowl shirt on. The, and, of course, what it was yeah. is that the hair is slightly longer than it the is, beard at the moment. Yeah. Normally, the beard is long and the hair's short. Yeah, that's but true. But you, you're starting to get the other way around, and it's going, it's crossed the, over the from, The hair's like, coming off. Of, I just haven't been asked. The hair's coming off? Oh, the hair will be all together. No, all together. No. Yeah, will be cut very okay. shortly. I've okay. just let it go, and because I don't know if you know this, Rob, uh, I've enlightened me. Male haircutting prices in Melbourne right. are ridiculous, oh, and for people like me, they are out of a job. Yeah, I'm not paying forty bucks yeah. plus sure. for some no, muppet. You're in the wrong. I mean, I can get even mullet man that time at Thornbury. <laughs> yeah, at least he, He'd only, love he this. charged me thirty. He would love this. They're generally twenty to thirty, not twenty thirty. They're generally thirty. But mate, if for you these barbers. not anymore because they know they've got a captive audience at the moment. That's the problem. We've all been in lockdown, Rob. Yeah, and the hairdressers, the hipster hairdressers. Well, and, and but also hipster culture, all these beards and yeah. all this sort of stuff, See? and they've got all these things you. Can 
beard wax and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I don't want to. I don't drink. I don't want a beer. Honestly, the last haircut I gave myself because I had no choice. Yeah, it looks what, like it, it was the best haircut I ever have You've had. You've done well, Rob. You've Thanks. done very well. So, I, I don't so think I'm, I going, can, I'm going back to it. I can't control this uh, out of control mullet. So um, I got a few things to do this week, but uh, this weekend it's coming off. Well, it's good to know you got priorities in place. Yeah, yeah. And you got your Super Bowl shirt on there. Did you go to that one? That the, the Baltimore uh, Ravens v the 49ers. I did actually. Yeah, that's the one you went this to. Is the so one you actually got that at the yeah, at the game. This did is you? the one where it's the authentic. Light, the lights went off. And everyone oh. thought it was a terrorist attack okay. in New Orleans. Yeah. It was uh, oh, a great game, though. Fantastic game. That was the one where I got absolutely hammered the night before the that game. That's the one, was it? And wasted about $3,000 on corporate hospitality when I was feeling very rough. Oh, that's right. Rough as guts. I that's was. very poorly done, Beef. It was like, very to, poorly to not done. Get it back at 2013, so that, that's not. We were still probably living in the same flat back then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, we definitely I were. I remember you going to that. Ah, oh, well, there you go. I was you, aloof you, back you, then, Rob. I was aloof. You just went off and would go do stuff. Yeah. I was away for a couple of weeks because we did, uh, we kind of coincided with work at the time. We went to see a few suppliers in the States. And that, that's what it would have been. Had a drive. One of these and, dodgy combo trips. Yeah. Went to the Las Vegas Sevens a week later as well. Okay. Oh, fantastic trip that was. Well, Great Reef. trip. Yeah. Happy Tuesday, people. This is uh, the Jack Links Beef and Ham Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. I am Kieran Beefy Blake, the world's biggest sports fan world record holder i'll quickly remind you and over on the other side of the desk you've already heard from him it is casual rob price did you watch the cricket which one we just won today you did you won taylor's last game what the bangers yeah they, they took a wicket last is like oh that was i was glad i didn't put that in the quiz i thought you would be he watching. took a wicket yeah because they were nine down they were already in innings and 100 behind so he, i was I surprised that he already had two test wickets yes i was surprised about that i don't I, know I, who the other two I, are i think in his very early days Days, I think they might have thought he was a handyish off spinner, and he maybe they gave him a bit of a rollover at some point, or well, maybe they were in India or something, and we we're getting pummeled, probably. and well, they just I chucked him on for those, a laugh. I think one of those was the case. He got, it was his third wicket today. Yeah, very encouraging. No, but he's finished. Yeah, good on All you, over. Ross. Great champion. A big turnaround to lose to the bangers and then to smash Yeah, them. I mean, that. I still just was in disbelief we lost. However, I think they, they are improving all the time, Bangladesh. Well, they quickly de-improved. They did quickly de-improve. <laughs> over a course of a Unimprove. week. Unimprove. Unimprove. de I love the unimproved work. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. But the, what were the Kiwis? They were... F- 300, 400 for one. Yeah. Something like that. 400 yeah. for two, possibly. So. Yeah, this Conway guy's not too bad. It's not bad, and considering I, I'll take you back to mid last year. Yeah, here we go again. When I, first time I saw him, I thought, but, oh, he's a useful cricketer. And Rob yeah. said, nah, he won't get in the side. That's. I didn't say it like that or in those words. I He's played it. some one-dayers. Well, he hadn't I, played saw, him, the I saw him in the one-dayers. Oh, and you could just tell, I, I did you? Was... You wouldn't have been part of Billy Bean's money ball with that sort of attitude. Um, I can tell. I can see. Yeah, the, what are the numbers? The strange thing was... Now the numbers think, are pretty good. I think it was actually probably a 2020 when yeah, I first I think, saw I think, him. I think so. But do you know what you said at the time? I said, well, I said, who would he replace? And you said, anyone except Kane Williamson. There you go. Anyone. Yeah. Like, you got well, Tom Latham there with 10 test centuries. Right, and you got, but... I mean, Ross Taylor was still what's, there too. What's the averaging now? I think 70. about 70. Yeah, so yeah. he would replace anyone except for Williamson. Well, yeah. Which kind of proved my point, Rob. Look, I'm not going <laughs> to bag my own batsman. I know. But I think, uh, uh, it's look, fantastic. He's a great player. 
He is fantastic and great temperament for Test cricket. Yeah, and he attacks the right balls. I'm I'm a big Conway fan. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I like him. Um, I did a bit of commentary on the Ashes for mm. the old Gorilla uh, on the weekend. Now they don't like to get too technical. Mm. They're a bit of a fun mob. Mm. The old Gorilla cricket commentary team. But I got a bit technical with them about Hamid. Right. Because I, you know, you, you analysed his batting technique. I analysed him. I not just his batting technique. I analysed him from a fact from the point of view was his confidence is going to be shot and this could do his career more harm than good if they keep throwing him in yeah and he keeps failing and i noticed today in the times of london a massive report by yeah. a former uh teammate of mine steve james played for england a couple yeah. of times yeah who said exactly the same thing as i was saying right so he must have been listening probably was listening, i reckon he Beef. probably was he, he stole your little rent there yeah everyone's just trying to take your vibe aren't they Beef? yeah i know everyone's, I know. everyone's got it out for you in for you two right both yeah yeah i'm, I'm having both everyone's got it out for me and they've got it in for me rob <laughs> absolutely yes <laughs> just uh, just believe in you just keep saying what you're saying believe in yourself beef i can't help it i can't help being correct rob it comes it just comes to you does it is this another time when you just knew you stopped and reflected and said why am i always correct how can no one see that i'm brilliant yeah I just can't. Do you, I don't how many understand. times a day do you ask that question? Oh, at least what? Just once. Just once is enough. Probably when I what wake up. What time of day when you wake up? Yeah. So just... it, so it lingers with you all day with that one. <laughs> it, it, it gets to me. Yeah. yeah, it does. It's not something you sort of say before bed. You do your you do your no, prayer, no, no, you do no. your prayers before bed. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you well, say... I pray to myself. <laughs> Uh, have you ever prayed before? Have you got down on your knees before bed and prayed ever? Come on, Rob. <laughs> ever in your whole life? On your I, own accord? I went to a fairly religious school, that kind of... Uh, yeah, but, but in, unenforced, like, just like... No. But if you're, what if you're on, like, 98, not out the night from the head going to bat the next day? <laughs> or something like that. you got to believe in self, Rob, in that yeah. case. You don't believe in uh, made-up beings to help yeah. get you through. Did you know I have one time? Really? When I was about 12, and we lost our dog. Oh, and, and the family dog, the dog, and I was devastated little boy I was yeah, yeah. I had to take days been. off school because of the dog and listen because the dog was missing. I love this dog. Right. It's our family dog. Okay. And she got missing. She'd been missing for like four days. Wow. Five, five days or something. And there's also, there's like, mum was getting ads on the radio trying to find the dog and all really? this sort of stuff. And anyway, I honestly got down on my knees as a 12-year-old and prayed. prayed that the dog would come home. Oh. And, but listen to this now. I'm listening. So the dog was found by a family driving over the Bombay Hills south of Auckland, which is 45, 50 kilometres south of. Right. Auckland. Yeah, yeah, towards the airport. Um, you got to get over, pa- way past the airport. Oh, way past yeah, the yeah, airport. Yeah, but because you don't go, the, but right. oh, you go over that to go to Hamilton. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then this family, particular family that picked up the dog, they just happened to be massive dog lovers. The woman even had, uh, um, she had put out a, a monthly newsletter on dogs and her love of dogs. Right. This is in the the well, 90s. Those people pick the dogs this, up. They, but this they, is in the nineties. This is not just like you got to print these things. Pre internet. Put, put Pre internet. And. Uh, anyway, she was called up on the phone. Said, "I think Free I found microchip. this found this dog, and it matches your description in the yeah. in the paper and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, it's probably not going to be. That dog's going to be fifty five, fifty kilometers away <laughs> from our house." But it was. Wow. The day after I prayed to God. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, Rob, I can't believe you're not a believer. <laughs> no, big atheist. It's just a massive coincidence. And yet God found your is. dog for you. <laughs> Good on God. Well done. I'm glad God. And also, because they just, they just pulled over to have something to eat. Yeah. It was like, wasn't even a proper sort of, it was kind of a resting station, but there wasn't any shops or anything. Right. No reason for them to pull over. They just stopped for a break, and oh, that's where a dog was. What a story. The family, the dog family. What a story. Unbelievable. Just- 
Are you still in touch with the dog family? Nah. Nah. (laughs) They did their good deed. But I was a very happy boy when Sophie the dog came home. Well done, God, for helping out the Briars family there. I'm glad you took some time out of your busy day to to find that dog. I don't think I've ever told anyone that before. Aw, glad you opened up on this this show. It's fantastic. Hey, talking about New Zealand, I did have... I I tell you what, tonight I'll go to bed before I've had it. I'll pray. What are you going to pray for? Our show gets picked up by a big radio station. I imagine that tomorrow. And, 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 that and tomorrow, tomorrow you get a phone call. And then you think, oh my word, I'm going to have to do this It'll more regularly. It'll be SEN apologising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got it wrong. SEN. <laughs> uh, if only. If, uh, by the way, if there are any uh, radio stations listening, we are up for adoption. <laughs> Just like Rob's dog. Um, if you do want to take but us But we love it here too. Oh, goes without saying. Yeah. Um, New Zealand News. Woman runs across New Zealand in under 21 days for Guinness across World Record. Or the, the well, it's length. actually north to south. Uh, so the headline, wow, that's, that's the headline's effort. wrong. British woman living in New Zealand broke a world record. Is it a world record if you run across New Zealand? Surely it's just a New Zealand record. But I suppose it's, if you do it in the fastest time possible, it is a world record. When she ran the length of the island nation in under 21 days. Is New Zealand officially an island nation when there's two islands? Yep. No. Yes, it is. No, it's two islands. Well, Fiji's got about 16 islands. Oh, 1600. So does Something Tonga. So do, like, but is that then an island name? I don't think it is. Y- yes, a, a, it no. is. Beef. Like, an island nation. Every single nation in the world has separate little islands off it. And by that definition, there'll be no island nations <laughs> if, there, if, if there's some little sub-island atoll thing off the edge. So don't even go down that path. I want to know the... F- Proper description of an island nation. Well, write it down. Um, <laughs> Things to do for you, Beef. Anyway, do you know what the distance is from uh, top to bottom of New Zealand? Uh, it's I've only got it in miles, sorry. A mile? oh, okay, well, it's going to be about 3,000. No, actually, it's not that far. Uh, Emma Timmis, 37, a British national living in Kaiapoi, started running December the 18th in Cape Rainga and completed a journey 1,300 miles later on Friday. Friday when she crossed the finish line in Bluffs. Only 1,300 miles, the whole thing. So it thing. says it's 2,000 kilometres, near enough. The whole length of the whole country. Yeah. But it's, in a, it's like 1,000 to Sydney from here, isn't it? Uh, 900 k's, not miles. Yeah. 1,600 yeah. to Brisbane. So it's about the distance from Melbourne to Brisbane. Yeah, so it's 2,000 miles, you actually said. Actually a bit further so it's than 3, that. 3,000 kilometres. Yeah. Okay. No, 2,000 kilometres. What did you say? So it says from, I don't know, uh, Cape Rainga to Bluffs. Bluff. Uh, no, it says bluffs here. You probably know it better than me. I'm pretty sure it's just bluff. It's probably a misprint, Rob. They have famous oysters down there, oh, bluff, bluff they... oysters. I see that um, they're starting to advertise oysters delivered to your home in, really? Mel- in Melbourne at the they minute. They want to deliver everything these days, don't I know. they? I don't know whether I could trust oysters through the post. I don't know where they are. They're going to these delivery fees. Yeah, through the post. Yeah. Imagine. Like, like a one-hour courier. Well, I would imagine so in a refrigerator mm. van. But I certainly wouldn't trust could that. Could you beef. trust Oysters through the post? Um, it's no, you no, can't. No, I don't think you. Unless can. it's in some kind of chilled was, arrangement I, on ice, <laughs> like one, of, like so you get one of those carriers where they carry like a lung in it with those little yeah. eskies, <laughs> yes. and you but you have your oysters sub in. Yeah, so you could be a multi business. You, you could don't... you could bring someone a, a new heart and then yeah, next trip, and an oyster oysters. Yeah, yeah, enjoy a horny a heart combo. You can bring them a horny heart. Maybe um, a nice tuna steak on the side. Seared. Maybe Toddy Goldsmith speaks on. Drug. Oh, I'm just reading oh, the headline. Oh, no, I just, I've seen this headline. So Toddy's uh, drug scandal. So to- Friend to- of the show. Have you heard this? Toddy Goldsmith is on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of I here. I did see that. Yes. Yes. 
Unbelievable. Uh, so she's talked for the first time about her drugs scandal. Why don't she talk about us? She's I, talk I, about us. In 2011, when, when she was caught with cocaine in her bag. Yeah. It's a bit slow. In 2013. At a Portsy Music Hope. Festival. Yeah. But so were about 40 other people. Yeah. But was, she copped the rap. She did. <laughs> she's saying it wasn't hers. Oh, <laughs> come on. Well that, well, that come on. Apparently, who, at that point, media friend Darren Hinch. Darren uh, Hinch? Darren Hinch, apparently. Um, it was his. He, he said, no, uh, she's, he, he stressed his, uh, he was very sceptical about yeah, that yeah. it wasn't hers. Right. And um, she wasn't happy with that at all. Oh, wasn't she? But she said it she got thrown under the bus oh, well she and truly. Did, massively. Yeah. Oh, you remember the scandal? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, don't remember. I don't, it was, Who cares? I don't think it was at a music festival. It was at the Portsea Polo. Oh, that rings a bell now, I reckon now, it actually. was at the Portsea Polo. When, and I think they were on a bus. Right. Either leaving or getting to the venue and the police stopped the bus and they did an inspection and they put the dog through and Someone everyone. must have tipped him off. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the police doesn't just randomly pull over a bus on the way to the Polo to check for a big Coke. Someone's tipped him off. Yeah, someone's tipped him off. Anyway, let's get back to uh, the Guinness World Record for running the whole of New Zealand. Timothy's official time's not yet been endorsed, but by finishing her run in under 21 days, oh, she beat Welsh runner Mena Evans's world record of 35 days and 27 minutes by more than two weeks. I reckon it's only been done twice. That's uh, very quick. Timmis began planning her ultimate challenge run four years ago, but was delayed by a lower leg injury. Her run raised money for mental illness charities, Youthline in New Zealand, and Young Minds in Britain. So well done, Emma Timmis. 37 years old. Great running, very good effort. 21, could you run for 21 days, Rob? No. no like, but, I mean, what, this is basically a marathon a day or something, is it? How, what does it work out mathematically? Um, No, it's more than that. It's about 70 miles a day. Screw that. No way in hell. Why? I, I, I have no inclination to want to do anything it's like si- that It is ever. 65 miles a day. So that's... Um, 100 kilometres. Hun- it is 100 kilometres a day. No, I'll never ever... I'll never run 100 kilometres once. I'll, I'll, no, I, I don't think I would run could run 10 kilometres at the moment. Well, that's 10 more than I could. Um, I, I've got no inclination to want to do that You could set a world record, Rob. You could be like me. Was she run, always running or power walking? Oh, don't. <laughs> can't believe you chucked that in. Um, I really think you well, should look into this alligator tour thing, Beef. What? You're doing uh, Louisiana alligator tours. Swamp people. Swamp people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On one of those boats with the f- with the fans. <laughs> yeah. um, I love the fact on Swamp People they've got subtitles, even though they're speaking <laughs> English. Speaking English, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to get them gators? <laughs> Gator. Oh, I love Swamp People, by the way. It's a great show. It's the great. thing is, though, I don't know how many people are out hunting gators and how many people have got tags, but they get like 300 tags a season. Mm. And there's like 10 people chasing minimum, I would imagine. So that's uh, so three. Again, they get 300 what? I think they get 300 tags, right? So if you kill a gator, you've got to tag them. Right. Then you take them to the alligator dealer, yeah, and they pay you on length and okay. weight, right? Yeah. So if they're taking, say, three thousand gators out of the swamps a year, yeah, that's a lot of gators it's going. Gators, yeah, but well, that's imagine how many are swimming in there all the time. That's then. what I'm saying. I mean, when I last went there and went on a bit of a tour, the yeah. guy, the guy's sort of cruising along, and the guys in the raiding tour, so we're in the high season, the girls here to the north, and then back down south down there when it comes on winter, it's a bit warm up this end, a bit colder down that end, the stream comes down right here, gator. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, and then the birds come in, and they, and you can tell where they're feeding because they're going out of here. And gator, and he just points it out. <laughs> <laughs> he just points. He just, he just gator, gator. Beautiful. 
<laughs> I remember one of my frequent visits to Florida years ago. We drove from Tampa to Miami. Mm. And you go a bit south out of Tampa, then you basically go directly east towards Miami. The, the stretch of road that goes across Florida, across that bit of the swamps, is called Alligator Alley. Yeah. Now, right in the middle of Alligator Alley, there's a truck stop, right? Yeah. So we stopped. We needed, I think we needed fuel. I needed to go to the toilet or something. Mm. Anyway, we stopped there. There is a, a stream running behind the back of this roadhouse. Establishment. Yep, roadhouse. And I walk around the corner and there's two, probably six footers, alligators, just in the stream there. Just sitting there? Just yeah, sitting yeah. there. Yeah. And this is by the side of the road. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I was probably, yeah. at the time, 16, 17, I reckon, but yeah. I was just like... It, takes, it would take you back a bit. Yeah. Just sitting there. I mean, they weren't the big mothers. Right. Like the big 12 footers. Not like These the are, one off the movie Alligator. N- if there isn't a movie Alligator. Oh, great yeah. film. Anyway, I saw Freddie Flintoff and his mate up in Cairns do one, and they mm. had the, they've got a big 15 footer who's probably about 80 years old. It's huge. Yeah. Anyway, but two alligators just sitting there think if i slip there's no because there's no protection Although generally no... gators just run away they're not i reckon the, they I reckon the little ones would yeah like that. they'd be a bit ooh. as soon as they get freaked i've seen like on the golf course yeah they tape the tail yeah yeah and yeah they nip, off, nip yeah. off anyway like you just mentioned that louisiana swamp people there's a lot of gators in there there's got there's gonna be a whole lot mm. that movie alligator it's yeah. a horror movie no and it's, it's not a love kids, story it's just kids <laughs> It's not a love story. Gator, yeah, the yeah. love story. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, this kid, basically, at the start, he has a pet alligator and he gets told off by his mum and says, oh, you're not really? supposed to have that. She grabs it and flushes it down the toilet. So I think it's the old thing of when the, the alligator getting flushed down the toilet. Oh, right. And anyway, it lives, lives in the sewer and it just grows to this monster size and one day finds its way out of the sewer and it goes onto the streets. And, of course, the thing is, it's moving at like a snail's pace yeah. the whole time, but people are constantly running from it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> whatever reason it seems to be you know, a, I went on a, a real threat. I went on a stag night years ago in Brisbane and we ended up in a strip club. Yeah, so we ended up in a strip club. Mm. And this guy comes in with a gator. Yeah. It's about four foot long, so it was quite young. Yeah. And just a little bit of tape around the nose. That's it. And he had a li- he had it on a lead. Okay. But he carried it where we were sitting. And it was just Did he like, say why he needed it? I don't think he was the type of guy you'd want to talk to. Yeah. He didn't really he didn't wasn't seem like... you know, he was probably a I'm, I could say he might have been a bikey back yeah. then, I don't know. Did he throw it on the stage of anything as part of the I mean, the, put the it on the bar prop? actually. Okay. Put it yeah, just had it on the bar. Th- there was he didn't, no he didn't no one didn't no move. one inquired really. He just sort of I think like, I think we kind of left him to it. Yeah. And and the, I don't the, think he the bar to... staff were okay with it? Was I it think was he a regular? Probably sit, yeah, I think they probably sit seen him before okay and they weren't going to get bitten because he had a little bit of electrical tape around the end of his schnoz yeah. that's all it takes <laughs> apparently so well that's something that so you would have thought that's, well, that's something you don't see every day that is exactly yeah. right something you've never do seen not before see. since definitely not actually you're right it made a, it made a little a little mark in your brain there didn't yeah, it it did hey did you hear about kevin no he's in australia too spreading himself a bit thin yeah everyone wants a slice of kevin premium new zealand beef Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, this is Nicholas Obekubel from the Philadelphia Flyers. This is 365 Days of Sports. Our new segment, Rob, has taken the world by storm. Yeah. 
Gags with David Boone. Oh, I love them. It's, 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 it has almost become my favourite part of the show. The anticipation. Everyone, the anticipation yeah. of this great, um, great book from David Boone Today we're going, we're going for 196 today. 196. Right, in the big... Oh, God, this could be a... Oh, it's a long one, Rob. You've got a long is one. Gee, a real long one. Oh, is it too much of an... Is it, is it a... It's probably the best story. one in the book. Anyway, let's do it. Let's Gosh. let's just get through. It's let's called get through. It's called All the right. Hook, Rob. The Hook, H O O K. Yep. Okay. A couple were enjoying their second honeymoon, and as part of the excitement, the husband decided to take his wife out for eighteen holes mm. on the resort's world famous golf course. On the third tee, the twosome looked out at some very flash houses lining the left-hand side of the fairway, and the husband said, "Geez, dear, you better be careful. If you damage one of those mansions, it'll cost me a pretty penny." Of course, the wife promptly hooked her drive through a stained glass window of the biggest house of them all. Soon after, they were knocking on the front door, and from inside came a voice, "Please do." Come in. When they entered, they saw that an expensive glass bottle was lying smashed near the broken window, and a man in a strange Arabic outfit was standing nearby. Ah, we came in to apologise for the window, the husband said. Apologise, the owner replied. No, no, no. I want to thank you, for I am a genie who has been trapped in that damn bottle for a thousand years. The golf ball knocked it off that mantelpiece, and it broke on the marble floor. Now I am free, all because of you. As I'm sure you are aware, I have the power to grant three wishes, but if it's okay, by you, I'd like to give you one each and keep one for myself. That sounds fair, said the husband. I want a million dollars a year for the rest of my life. Done! cried the genie. If you check your bank account tomorrow, you will see the first million has been deposited. I'd like 50 holiday houses all across Australia, said the wife, so I can travel to whenever I want and it won't cost us anything. Too easy, said the genie. The title deeds to all the properties will be in your letterbox when you return from this holiday. And your wish, genie, asked the husband. Well, because I've been trapped in that damn bottle, I haven't made love to a woman in a thousand years. I would dearly like to sleep with your wife. The couple looked at each other and the husband said slightly forlornly, he did give us a lot of money and all those houses sweetheart so the wife agreed to go upstairs with the genie while the husband continued on his round without her a couple of hours later the genie and the wife were lying in bed looking at the ornate ceiling when the genie suddenly asked how old are you and your husband he's 37 i'm 35 why i just wondered that's a fair age to still believe in genies that's good. Oh, I, I, we like, found I, one. I like that one. We found a good one. <laughs> I'm actually laughing at that. <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> because I didn't expect that. No, that's it. Uh, that was very. I don't know why they've good. called it Rough Justice, but uh, Booney. Oh, no, they didn't call it Rough Justice. They called it The Hook. Oh, because she shanked uh, it off the tee. I like that one. Right. So, well, this is going to be like worst song in the world. Sometimes they might actually be quite good. <laughs> Sometimes they might. Oh, act- good on you david boone you're redeemed you're redeemed for well, this week you pull one back he's one from four at the minute that, i think is it four one, weeks we've been doing this yeah five possibly i mean if you're anyway. gonna maybe the longer ones are the better ones maybe the longer ones are the better and like you say we're doing it at random so it could be anything but this goes back to why it should be book of anecdotes not jokes i mean that's that's that good. one that's is a joke good. that's yeah. a good after dinner joke that you could really wind that up yeah will that find you I had a little bit of indecent proposal about it that one with demi moore and uh more. woody Owl. And, yeah, and, uh, Robert Redford. Robert is it? Redford, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just by the wife. Who's the one in Pretty Woman? Richard Gere. 
Julia Roberts. Or Richard Gere. I meant the man. I don't, yeah. Demi Moore is Indecent Proposal. Pretty yeah. Woman is Julia Roberts. Oh, you think it's got a bit of Pretty Woman about it? No, I've just. I She's thought not, Robert was, Redford. It's called The Hook. She's not a hooker. Oh, hey. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, um, what I'm going to do is I was kind of. I was trying to save up this one for a while, but uh, let's do this anyway. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of mine because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Now we've disassociated ourselves with Rotherham United. I I wasn't going to annoy them. Mm. In the time we were following them. Rovram. Because Rovram, R-O-V-R-A-M, Rovram. <laughs> They've got uh, a song. Are we, are we coming around now? Are we turning our backs well and truly on them now? Is oh, they're gone, Rob. They've gone their own. <laughs> I have to say, they will win the. They will get promoted into the championship because the positive nature of the kiss of death is yep. that you do well in the league. Straight okay. after you go out the cup, our good fortune strays off the cup into the league. You become top two, three, probably even top of the league, and you will be promoted. That's that, what I'm saying. That's what happens with our association. That's, that's what been happens. the formula. That's proven. Well, good on you, Rotherham. Yeah. And uh, I assume what they've done is made a really you know, rubbish Joe, song. I think Joe Root's from Rotherham. Is he? I think he oh. is. Well, he's from close to there, anyway. Why couldn't you get him for the interview? I could get his brother. Okay. Billy. That could have been good. Billy's, Billy plays a Glamorgan. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right, this is Rotherham United FC. This is their anthem. It's called Miller Men. It's an absolute legendary song from 1981. Daniel Cannon apparently did this. A legendary this. song? Apparently so. Oh, so it's not actually. You just said that. If you talk to Rotherham, no, no, Rotherham supporters... You can't just say legendary. They tell you about this song. This is their song. But that doesn't make it legendary. It, it is There's in very, Rotherham. very few things that are actually... To be legendary, yeah. I mean, you could maybe say Jesus is legendary. I mean, that's the, the story has to travel far and wide. If you live in Rotherham... No, there's not people all over the world talking about the song that Rotherham had that time <laughs> yeah. in 1981. Well, you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, oh, well, let's play you song but I, I, I'm going to tell you right now it's not legendary
And it goes on. Now. Now. Legendary beef. 1981. L- legendary. In Rotherham. Legendary. Daniel Cannon. Well, then the, everyone in Rotherham's got very poor taste. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's not good at all. They're trying to do the right thing, but it's just yeah. the melody's terrible. It's a bit clunky, isn't it? It's rubbish. It's just a shameful display. This should be dead and buried. They should get away from this. They still play this at the ground, do they? Uh, apparently so, yeah. So I don't know whether th- it's Did been you bring updated. this up in, in the interviews with the... No. With, you didn't bring it up, even? No. Oh, we had a... I, was, we, I could have given them a right serve on that could've. one. could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they would have got offended? Probably. A bag in their song? Yeah. Oh, what? It's a rubbish song. <laughs> it is pretty rubbish, isn't it's it? It's no good at all. I don't know whether it's been updating. Updated, sorry. That's not getting people up and about. And by the way, Beefy, at one point, I'm going to say that people, obviously, they can't see you. Yeah. Beefy tried to get a bit of a, a waddle on, a bit of a boogie-woogie waddle nah, going. Nah, I was just and, stretching. Uh, oh, you're just stretching, were you? Yeah, 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 There was a bit of an old arm swinging on at the pub. This is great type mm. of a vibe about it, Beefy. Nah, nah. I saw it. Security cameras get security footage. <laughs> it's on record. Um, um, no, it's a terrible. I'm, I mean, based on that song, I, I don't think they deserve to go any further. You can't have a song like that in your club and just respect it to go away and not feel that the club's going to be in some way damaged and, and uh, well, slated in some way for the rest of its time, yeah. really. I mean, that's a shameful song. I was looking to see if, uh, if somebody had done an updated version, but I don't think they have. Why would you update that? The for the, all the, fa- reasons the foundations just on which said. the song is built, broken. You can't fix something that from the core is broken. Oh, yeah. well. You need, so, you need to relay, you need to demo, demolish the house, re- rebuild, redesign, start again. Grand designs. Anyway, so uh, that's I kept that back until we got rid of Okay. Oh, you should have played it so I could have paid them out. Yeah. Hey, we struggled to even get somebody on, let alone play them a song that we were going to rip the hell out of. That's all right. Anyway, yeah, they're out the cup, so we're on to QPR. I haven't looked up for QPR songs yet. We've got a little bit of time on our hands. We've got a bit of time on our hands. Worst song in the world, Did you watch the game on the... No, I didn't. I totally forgot it was on. I tried to have a bit of a Guinness session on Saturday because it was overcast. Saturday? it, It was was, was, was overcast. In the morning. And then it burned off and got real hot. It did get and real hot. And the beer, this Guinness, we didn't put it in the I freezer. I got the old Cricketers v well, burn. there we go. I didn't put the Guinness in the freezer and it wasn't. Oh. That, it just wasn't that cold. And, and Guinness is not good in real hot weather. It, unless it, it has to be icy cold. I drove up to Bendigo and, in the uh, morning and the weather was shocking. Yeah. And then when I got there, the sun came out and it was yeah, stinking hot. It was stinking bloody hot. And then I forgot to eat anything. So like, like 4, well, 4 30 in the afternoon, I was like, oh. I'm ravenous and demoed a ripping souvlaki, I tell you. Did you? One of the best in Melbourne. HSPs? No, souvlaki. I don't go that rank. Don't you? That's when you cross the line between good food and rank. I've got to give them up, HSPs. Got to give them up, Rob. Right. For the next so you're six, complaining six, about putting on weight. Six weeks. You're complaining I'm giving about up putting for six on weeks. weight. I'm giving up you, fast food for all, six weeks. All your activities are fast. based around sitting and you're on the HSPs. You, you oh, never mentioned know. the HSPs before. Oh, That's no, the rank. Not, the rank. Not that, every... that would be about 1,500 calories. Calories in one feed. It's okay. The, no, it's how not all right. Got, how much only, have you got to play with? You've only got maybe at best two thousand. If you're yeah, trying, if you're trying to lose right. weight, you've probably only got fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well. So you get, well, based on that, you could have one a day. <laughs> And that's it, and nothing that's it. else. That's it. After that, you're on the waters. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Novak Djokovic? No. Not really. Nah. No, I don't care. Hopefully I, you'll get... I haven't been paying attention. No, really. I think you'll get sent home, to be honest, but he's yeah. got this far. Tennis has started, the qualifying has started, and uh, our mate Bernie's already oh, out. Oh, now this is the this is one I wanted to see that I saw a... <laughs> Hilarious, because he recently did put some little clip together of him working out, getting ready, saying he's oh, back yeah. and he's oh, fired up. Yeah, 
And, and his then, two girlfriends, they're they're trying to fight over him apparently. Oh, um, the but, one the one from her in the lockdown one is she? she yeah, but some other he, he's moved on. Some Instagram other Instagram chick is now okay. wanting him. He's got he's dyed his hair bleach blonde. Yeah, I saw that too. Anyway, he played today. Yeah, in the qualifying first qualifying round. Yeah, um, but unbelievably, halfway through the match, stunningly claimed he was playing with COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard this <laughs> midway through his competitive his return to competitive tennis. The Aussie struggled through his Australian Open qualifying first round match. Tomic made the comments during a straight sets loss to Russian opponent Roman Safiulin, mm. who's number 146 in the world. Tomic lost the first set in 23 minutes. Just <laughs> absolutely got smoked. <laughs> Not only did he claim he had the virus during a discussion with the chair and by on a second set change of ends, he also lamented the testing process ahead of the Australian Grand Slam. Unbelievably, Rob, I've got a little grab mm-hmm. from him chatting to the umpire. Uh-huh. It's, it might be a bit tough to hear, but let's go anyway. So he says at the start of that, I know it's hard to say, he says, in the next two days, I'll test positive. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'll buy you dinner if I don't test positive in three days. Otherwise, you buy me dinner. That's to the umpire. Yep. So... He's just off his head. The uh, thing is, if he wasn't good at tennis and he was just had to operate in the everyday world, oh, yeah. imagine how much of a shambolic life he would what be. What would he do? Imagine having... What could he do? Well, I don't I don't think he can do... Probably anything. can't do anything. No, I think you're um, probably right. Because he's not... He's one of the dumbest people in the in the world. He, I would like to see a, a general knowledge competition yeah. between him and Dave Warner and see who wins. <laughs> that, that'd that be a great combo. The mastermind challenge. <laughs> Mastermind Challenge, but it's one-on-one. Yeah. Bernard Tomic versus... And put some uh, rugby league players in there just yeah. to even it up a bit. Oh, you could, well, yeah, you could find, definitely find someone. Yeah. But no, you're right two, there. I, I reckon Dave Warner will win easily, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a man of the world. I reckon he'd do all right against, Alfie against Langer. Bernard Tomic. Um, but imagine that living a life where anything that pops in your head you, and you say it. Mm. There's no capacity to stop and think, maybe I shouldn't say this, maybe I should just yeah. filter this one out. It I, just comes out. You've just Telling a chair umpire that you're <laughs> betting them, in the middle of an Australian Open qualifier, yeah, yeah. talking about that you'll buy them dinner, dinner if, if I test positive for COVID. I, I challenge you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom, first If set. I was the umpire, I would have said, you can do better than that. <laughs> yeah, you got $10 million. I don't want to have dinner with you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Send me an Uber Eats. Tom, first set performance described as a flogging and utterly uncompetitive due to his on-court comments about potentially having COVID-19 Tomic didn't front reporters after his loss for the press conference apparently he was taking his own pulse before serving <laughs> it was just mad it's not a good time to do it if you're active uh, you know. like I said Tomic yeah. was hyping up his return to the Australian Open competition quite a bit on social media but uh, this is a rough going for him against yeah. the inform Saifulin he had a little Rocky montage going with, oh, with, the, with the ropes and all that oh really yeah yeah oh wow there's a great post show the little montage of him doing that and then it in can, kicks the Kirby enthusiasm music and, and it just flashes up the score for his first game 6-1 right. 6-4 okay yeah. that would be nice um, after a rollercoaster past few years 
a 29-year-old who arrived in Melbourne last week following a five-week training stint on the Gold Coast, recently declared he wanted to give his tennis career one last shot in a bid to return to the top 20. I've had a lot of hate in my life, but I can't give up. You don't think I see the hate comments? It hurts in the past. I used to let it get to me and react out of stupidity, but now I'm using it as fuel. I'm back. I'm hungry and I'm ready. No one can stop me now but me. I'm training. I'm sweating. I'm pushing. I'm fired up, baby. Whatever it takes to get back on top, hard work pays off. I've put my blood, sweat and tears into this sport. I've come back before. It's time to set the record straight. 23 minutes. That's all it took. You you know what? I would actually love to see if he did have a massive turnaround and come through and, and make the final or win. I would love to see if the Australian public could turn and come back to support and get behind him, him and get behind him after everything. Can they forgive him just because there'd be a yeah, Australia in the final? Well, they would. It doesn't matter what you do, bad. If you come back and start winning, the Aussies will get yeah. behind you. That <laughs> I, goes I'd much rather saying. see Kyrgios win. Do you want the other news? Oh. He's got COVID. Oh, I added here that. Today, yeah. He yeah. said he's doing all right. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, he just pulled out the Sydney Tennis Classic. So uh, apparently he's going to enter the Australian Open having not played a match since September. Okay. Good luck to Nick Kyrgios. Good luck. He's just launched a new podcast, I see. I think I heard that too. Yeah, he's just done his second episode or something with a couple of his mates. Well, everyone's got a podcast. Don't they, Beef? No, not everyone. No, not everyone. We've got a radio show oh, that course. turns into a podcast, Rob. Yeah. Not everyone could go we live like a whole us. half hour. Yeah. Oh. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass. No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Music and only one thing. Yes, fired up for this week. Sporting. Did I win last? No, you won last. No, it was uh, in our new format. I think it was ten six. All right. Well, that's not a disgrace. It is not a disgrace. You're right there. So ten out of fifteen. So sixty six. So that actually means I only got six out of fifteen. Then that's pretty bad. Actually, that's rubbish. That's shameful. So we take it back. That was a shaming. We have changed up the sporting gladiators. Sports trivia questions quiz thing that we do. Now we're only asking each other three questions. Each question has five answers. There is a total possible 100% score of 15 points on offer. So I'm going to kick things off, Rob. Name the last five men's winners, individual winners this is, of the Australian Men's Tennis Open. The last five. Yeah. As in the last five years? No, the last last five five men to to have lifted the trophy. Novak Djokovic. That's one. Roger Federer. That's two. Andy Murray. No. Damn it. He's lost three times in the final, I think. I'll say Rafa. Yes, definitely. Have I got another guest left? Yes, you do. Because Djokovic lost last time. Who did he lose to? Who who is that guy? Zverev. Zverev. Oh, Zverev. Yeah. No. Unlucky. Unlucky, Rob. Who was it, the guy? Uh, I think you might mean Stanislav Rowinka. Oh. And I can't believe... Stan Rowinka, was yeah, yeah. he went. Oh, okay. I can't believe you didn't say your favourite tennis player of all time, who you say nearly every time we ask a tennis question. Malavai Washington. 
<laughs> Marat Safin. Marat Safin. You always it. go. That was 2003. Since 2003. Long, yeah. Miles, that's a long yeah, time yeah. ago. So, so three it points. Just shows how much Federer and Djokovic oh. dominated that yeah. tournament. Well, Djokovic just won it nine so times. So Murray never got up. Oh, In I, thought, the I thought he got up one time yeah. finally. Okay, so I got three. You did get three. Oh, this is a good one. All righty. From the last five Cricket World Cup games, name the grounds on which they were played on. Right, Lords. Yep. MCG. Yep. So that was 2019, 2015, 2011 then was... 2007 was the West Indies, so I'm going to say Sir Richards Stadium, whatever it's called. No. Antigua? No? No, it was... Kensington Oval, oh, Bridgetown. Oh, was it? Bridgetown, Barbados. Okay, then. So, 2000... so you skipped out, you skipped out yeah, a year, too. Uh, two th- sorry? You skipped out a year as yeah, well. Yeah, 2011. I was coming to that. Yeah. I'm thinking it was yeah. um, Mumbai. You know the name of oh, the stadium? Eden Gardens. Wankedi. Oh, Wankedi. Yeah. But it wasn't Mumbai. Maybe it's yeah. worth a half. Okay. Uh, okay. So where do we no, get No, I to? said the grounds, though. All oh, right. But that's Good. pretty hard. So, 2003... Where was the 2003 World Cup? Australia won it. I'm going to say Wanderers, Johannesburg. Correct. Well done, Beef. He caught four. Yeah. So, yeah, scratch that half because of that. Yep. All righty. This is, uh, I think it's an easy one, but it could be a trick question. All right. In athletics events in the Olympics, what are the five longest distances competed over for athletics events across the board? Is the marathon an event? That's one. Marathon. 10,000 metres. Two. 5,000 metres. Three. 1,500. Nope. So that's the 5,000. Uh, steeplechase. 3,000. over 3,000. 3, no, you missed out. This is the trick question. I thought you'd get those three. The 50K walk and the 20K walk. Athletics events, Rod. Yeah, it's because walking's not... not An Olympic not, sport? It's, it doesn't count. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. Olympics. That pisses me off so much. I have no respect for walking at I all. Know. I know. That's how far it was out of my mind, because I have no time for walking. Just, if, if you're really good, you'd run, but you don't, do you? You walk. Yeah. Pathetic. Sport for everyone, Stupid Rob. There's question. a sport I for everyone. Question, Sorry, mate. Um, okay. Uh, they introduced Man of the Tournament. It's all cricket, by the way. All oh, right, cricket, They yeah. introduced Man of the Tournament in the 992 World Cup. Did they? Um, there's been eight World Cups since in which they could include Man of the Tournament. Just name any five any players. Five. Kane Williamson. Correct. I'm going to say Steve Waugh. No. No. Got to think the whole tournament. Yeah, I know. There's a couple of interesting ones in there, actually. Kumar Sangakara. No. Oh, not from 96. Wow. Was he in the team in 96? Probably not. No. It's going to be um, um, Jaya Surya, isn't it? It was. Yes. Well, so you can have that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got two. Yeah. You got one more guest left. So that's two out of four you've had. Yeah. Uh, let's think now. There's one I thought you'd get straight off the bat because you asked me one time. Oh, did I? I'm going to say in that case it was probably Matthew Hayden. No, 92 was Martin Crow. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's Kane Williamson. 2015 was Mitchell Stark, which I remember that. Oh, yes. Yeah. 11, Yuvraj Singh. Oh, yeah. And 07 was McGrath. Oh, okay. 03 was Sachin. Right, yeah. okay. And this one is actually very good. In 99, the Safa. Lance Klusner. Lance Klusner. Yeah, the run out as yeah. well. Yeah, and Sanchez really yeah, yeah. was in Lance 96. Lance Klusner, he opened the batting. So I got two. No, you got two. Six all. 
Well, you, I reckon you should get this. Why am I on six? Do I get two? Oh, I you go got, first. You got yeah. three. All on right, f- come on, Roberto. You got three and three. Yeah. yeah three's your go. Name five test cricketers that Kieran Beefy Blake has dismissed during his career. Ross Taylor. Ross Taylor's one. Matt Sinclair. Is two. Um, who else is he going about? Who's the Australian? <laughs> is it South Australian? By the way, there is eight that I can remember. Those are the only two that I can remember the New Zealanders straight away. <laughs> yeah. They were in the same game, Rob. Um, Ross Taylor and Sinclair. There is nine, by the way. I forgot about this other guy. Um, Stuart Law. It's not Stuart Law. Did he even play Test cricket? Stuart. Of course he did. Yeah. Did he get two hundred or he got hundred and then got dropped? Okay. Greg Blewett. You're in the kind of the right area, but it's not Greg Blewett. Think TV. Oh. Think mullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just lost it. I've just lost it. Jason Gillespie. Mike Whitney, Mike, Rob. I was going to say Mike Whitney. Mike Where did you get Whitney. Mike Whitney out? He was playing in some league and I, we got him on a Sunday. Oh, go he on, was ra- rattle them off. Go on. Marcus Truscothic was the first. I was going to say him too. First ever test victim. Ross yeah. Taylor, Matt Sinclair, Mike Whitney, Stuart Williams, the ex-West Indian opener. Geraint Jones, the ex-wing England wicketkeeper. John Lewis, who's the current English bowling coach. And in a six-a-side, pro-celebrity six-a-side, Graham Swan. Graham Swan. <laughs> so, two. Damn it, I was going to say Triscothic that Triscothic, many times. yeah. I'm, I thought you would have got Mike Whitney. We've we've talked about him a few times yeah. this show. Well, yeah, I don't know you're playing. So to me, he just seems very, very old. Like, how can you have played against Mike Whitney? That's <laughs> I'm like... Not, I'm old, Rob. That's like the 80s. Yeah, Australian. In, in the, the 80s, 80s yeah. yeah. He was playing league cricket in And in also because you said mullet. He doesn't, it's hard because he's got such an afro. It's hard uh, to say yeah. he's got a mullet, Mike Mind Whitney. you, I got him out in 1992. So it wasn't that yeah, so past the end of his career. Yeah, he's, uh, so he was on the way up there. Yeah. Well, he definitely um, was. But I was definitely on the way up. So you only need three here to win, two yep. to tie. Two to okay, tie. this will challenge you. Oh, okay then. Again, okay, yeah, it's, it's all Cricket World Cups. From the last five World Cup cricket oh. finals. Oh, God, yeah. Name the man of the match. Ben Stokes. Correct. Mitch Stark. No. Nah. Not it's, in the final. it's like all of them are great players except that guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't really know. I didn't really pay any attention. I just know they you, got... You don't have to do them in order. You can jump around. Yeah, I will. I'm just thinking. So, that was 15-11. To me, there's one that screams out here. Ricky Ponting. Correct. Oh, so he's got this draw. But you've only got one go left, haven't you? Two. You got two right and one wrong. Sachin, Tendulkar. No. no. One left. It's going to be a tie. Probably is. Man, the match in the final. Andrew Simons. Uh, no, no. Which game? Which year are you thinking? 2007. Sri Lanka. Oh, you didn't get 2011. A career-defining innings. The innings for this player that he's most. 2011. I don't even know who was in the final. Sri Lanka, India. Oh, was he? No idea. He missed only. It's a famous, famous knock. There's a whole movie, but I watched an almost three-hour <laughs> Bollywood epic, and it all the peak of the film was that he comes out in the World Cup final against right. Sri Lanka and plays this monumental innings and saves a game. I think he makes a hundred off very few balls. Probably did. I don't oh, remember the game. I didn't see it at the time, but I've heard about it so much yeah, yeah. since. And they always go on Indian Indian people. It's just like this. Oh yeah, game. it would be. I genuinely that, cannot remember the game. And the 07 one is Adam Gilchrist. Ah, 
All right. Yeah. That's one. I, I can't remember 07, 03. The only thing I remember about 03 is Stephen Fleming knocking South Africa out of the tournament with the phenomenal things that he played in the round robin. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I think we got knocked out by Pakistan in the semifinal. That's all I know. I and, can't and, say and much I, about I, World Cups. I, well, but, but 07 was the West Indies. That, that's the weirdest one because there was no crowds. No one went because yeah. it was too no, expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, no, don't really watch too much of the World Cups. 50, I like seeing the Minnows play. The last two for me have been particularly memorable. Yes. Uh, yeah. I lost mean, obviously in the final. Made the, lost in the final twice. Both times. But You'll win one one day, Rob. Funny enough, it shows all the results. because it's this, person, this team and this team won. Yeah. And in the last year, it says match tied. And England won on boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Yes, unfortunately, it's a, it's a ma on mm. cricket in general, that result. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, whatever team you played for would probably win because you hit lots of boundaries, Beef. Definitely do. Yeah, so next time... It's not a lot of running... Do you can hey, tell me to play for the tie because we'll win on boundaries. Hey, saying that though, Rob, yeah. I ran a three on Sunday. Really? <laughs> yeah. How'd you pull up? Yeah, I was a bit stiff. I'm still <laughs> stiff now, <laughs> amazingly <laughs> enough. They can be grueling, the threes. I know. I ran, I, and then ran a two next ball. Yeah. I did see that there was a seven in the New Zealand-Bangladesh game. Was so an overthrow, was there? Well, not only that, it was hilarious because Latham drove the ball, got an edge, got dropped at second slip. The ball bounces down to third man, uh, fine leg. What's he called? Taskin runs around, saves mm. the boundary, mm. throws it to the wicketkeeper who kind of intercepts it and then who throws it to the non-strikers and misses the stumps yeah, goes and four. goes for four. Seven. And Eberdot, who was bowling... Chases after the ball, does a massive dive trying to save the boundary, yeah. and it it just hits the Toblerone, <laughs> and it's just a massive comedy of errors for a seven. <laughs> and I think the, even the umpire. It's a league. It's one of those like European league cricket <laughs> type of things. <laughs> Some of the stuff on that. There's is some great stuff on um, that. I think the umpire even s- uh, signalled an eight. He thought it was an eight. They thought they'd run four, right? But they hadn't crossed. How do they signal eight? <laughs> to, to hold, hold yeah, just eight. Because they hadn't crossed for the the fourth run when it went past the stump, so it was it got readjusted back to, to a seven. seven. They didn't readjust that in the World Cup final when that no, happened. True, they, they should have lost the run there. Hey, too. it was a cracking. Well, I, I was watching the Big Bash in the afternoon game today down at uh, Geelong. Tenth over, they have a bit of a break now because in twenty overs you need a drinks break. Yeah. So the guy that was facing on the last ball of the ninth over hits yep. a boundary. They go off for a drink. They take the power play, which is the two over burst mm. where you get to bring all the fielders in the uh, guy that hit the four off the last ball the over casually strolls down to the strikers end takes the next ball umpires didn't what? even notice didn't even notice nah then he hit a six off the first ball what that... what, what sort of Santa Creek was this sorry big bash today what did yeah. he do it on purpose they reckon he didn't but I reckon he probably did that's very dodgy yeah it's worth a go it is worth a go yeah. They can only say no, Rob. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They can only say no. Because you wouldn't think, as an umpire, you wouldn't stop and think no, that you, someone's going to try that. Like, they did it well. Break. Oh, we'll take the power play. And didn't even notice. And if there is no rule but in cricket... the fielding team should have... Or the bowlers should have... Or someone in the team should have noticed. I reckon I reckon people will do that again now in the break. Yeah. And that's definitely intentional. You don't do that with... He could have yeah. gone, oh... It was oh, Perth. Perth were batting today. Dodgy. When they did that. Dodgy, dodgy, yeah, dodgy. Yeah. Aussies, see? The Aussies. Australia. We're all over it. Australia, mate. Australia. Yes. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days 
of sport. You twat. Vegan news, Rob. Good to hear it. Burger King becomes the first UK fast food chain to offer vegan nuggets from Wednesday. So it's just like a mushed up veggie nugget. The company said its vegan nuggets are made from soy and other plant proteins. Are you proteins. sure we haven't had this before? I don't know. I feel this is familiar. You're the one that listens to the show, Rob. Um, it did not provide a full list of ingredients, and like their traditional, chicken counterparts are covered in a crunchy batter. Yep. They're designed to taste and look exactly like their meat originals, Burger King said. McDonald's followed KFC and Burger King with its McPlant burger last year, ah, yep. using the increasingly popular brand Beyond Meat for its patties. Vegan nuggets, however, had yet to materialise in the UK until now, despite manufacturers such as Quorn long offering chicken substitutes made from textured fungus. Uh, McDonald's has sold vegan nuggets made from potatoes, chickpeas and corn in Norway, but it stopped them, whilst KFC has only released a plant-based version of his classic chicken burger. Tony Vanelli, head of marketing for Veganuary, said the organisation was thrilled to see Burger King's latest product, unsurprisingly, with more people wanting to cut their carbon footprint... Simply swapping chicken nuggets for vegan nuggets is an easy way to do that. But is that actually a bit of carbon footprint? Because um, I guess it is. Although you're going to have to make heaps of soy. Yes, and yeah. does it take a lot of water it, and it, stuff it, for it, soy? It might take more energy to create all those soys. Yeah, I, I don't know the uh, carbon footprint of uh, wow, the soybean. This, this is the assumptions people make. Where have, yeah. you, have you investigated, or are you just thinking you're, you're doing better just just based on the vibe on the marbo, like not even yeah. really on. On any realness. Now, we talked about North Korea last week when a South Korean defected to North Korea. Yep. How about this? North Korean former gymnast fled to South Korea by jumping the fence. North Korean fled to South Korea by jumping the fence. Yes. Is, is it that easy? A North Korean man seeking to escape his homeland took an early 10-foot leap of faith earlier this month or last month. The jump, which occurred under, or more accurately, over, the noses of soldiers brought him safety in South Korea where he told troops he wanted to defect. It's no surprise the man claims that he jumped the fence because he is a former gymnast. The unnamed man, who is described as being in his late 20s, crossed into South Korea through the demilitarized zone, the DMZ, at around 7pm, evading capture for 14 hours. He was then found by South Korean soldiers at around 10am the next day, less than a mile away from the border. South Korean officials questioned the man's story, as well as his motives for crossing the border. To prove he was capable of hopping the fence, officials made him do it again. Well, that's a good way to check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in their presence. Yep. Uh, the man's still under investigation by South Korean officials. If the man's story is accurate, it's all the more remarkable because he managed to avoid detection by North Korean troops, evade landmines hmm. that litter the DMZ, and not trigger sensors on the surrounding fences. Authorities believe his lightweight and gymnastic experience lend credibility to his story and likely aided in his escape. The military previously said the fences the man crossed appeared pressed down but had no evidence of being cut or otherwise modified. The man's escape was prompted criticism of South Korea's military and security systems around the DMZ and why it took so long for troops to find him. We will look into why the sensors did not ring and make sure they operate properly, uh, an official for the Joint Chiefs of Staff for Korea said. Seoul 
previously vowed to strengthen surveillance along the border with their communist neighbour following other security breaches. In 2019, a boat carrying four North Koreans arrived in the town of Samchok in South Korea without being detected. The last known North Korean defection took place in August 2019 when a soldier crossed the DMZ. A dramatic escape by a North Korean soldier grabbed headlines around the world in 2017 when he drove an army truck through the border amid a hail of gunfire from his fellow soldiers. Uh, here you go, Rob. South Korea's Ministry of Unification says a total of 33,523 North Korean defectors have entered South Korea since 1948. 35,000 only. Only. Uh, 1948 was the official division between two countries. Yeah. Uh, the North and South agreed to cease hostilities from the Korean War in 1953, but have remained mutually hostile. Mm. In September, North Korean troops shot to death a South Korean fisheries official who mistakenly drifted into the North's territorial waters. North Korea blamed Seoul, saying the killing was due to their improper control of a citizen. Right. So there you go. Oh, look at the difference in attitude just with that little bit right there. If they try to escape to South Korea, they want to embrace them and say, well, we understand why, because you're living in a mental place. Yeah. And we want to try and find a way for you so you can have some kind of normal life here. But if they strain to there, oh, you just should dead. Yeah, which makes it amazing that guy last week that defected to North Korea wasn't shot. He must be maybe must be like one of those X Men with a gymnastic <laughs> ability sort of thing. Can bounce over, you know. Yeah. You see those people that they they run up the walls and stuff, and they yeah. jump, they jump off, bounce off the walls. Yeah, the, like yeah, Jackie Chan. Um, what are they called? Um, parkour. 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 Yeah, What's they run parkour? up the walls and do flips and things, don't they? What? How's it spelled? Free running. Parkour. P a a p a r k o u r. We didn't see parkour. One word. Yeah. That's what they call it. Free running, it used to be called. Is it supposed to be a sport? It is a sport. Red Bull are all over it, mate. Is in the X Games? How do they um, judge it? Is it one of those hold up the card? So probably. It's, uh, by your rules, it's not proper then. Yeah, it's not proper sport. Although it's kind of turned into tag now. The parkour exponents are now playing tag. Right. They build like um, an obstacle course and you've got to run around not to get tagged. Just seems like a lot of effort again. Like, it uh, is a lot uh, of effort. Um, uh, as you get older, you can't do that. <laughs> You can't. You just can't. And those for kids run around and go mental on. Mm. So not going to be doing parkour. No, not at our age, Rob. Not yeah. at our age. But uh, very impressive. Well done, the gymnast. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there any video footage of us leap over the fence? How he Clearly did? Clearly not. Is he tall? No, there's he's no, a gymnast. There's no, there's no pictures. No, nah, no pictures. Nothing. But no. they're all small. They can't any pictures. North Koreans are smaller than most. Than all most the people because they're, they're malnutritioned. That's right. That's what you said, Rob. Yeah. Talking about malnutritioned, we went out. What do we have? Like we went out for pizza last night. Okay. Being a Monday. This is this is you. Our malnutrition. I thought yeah. I got like a malnutrition. Was starving. So I'm there. I'm taking a bit of a, a taking a bit of a rest in the pizza, and the waitress came over. She goes, "Do you want a box for your leftovers?" I went, "No, but I'll wrestle you for some ice cream." Uh, Boone's uh, one was better than yours tonight. <laughs> I know they delivered it all right. You'll come underneath Boone. Although you did slip it in the conversation, I thought it was going to be a real conversation. No, of course not. So that's the. No, no, you you did that then. So that's quite skillful, how you managed to do that. But then the punchline. That's quite skillful. Thanks, mate. But I have to stop. When you have to stop and think about it, maybe I'm a bit slow. Well, I. Boone's one made me laugh. Good. Mine aren't meant to make you laugh. They're just meant to make you think. Just fill space. Brilliant. The biggest space is after the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Some great footage. AC Milan were away at Venice on the weekend mm. their hooligan fans the ultras decided that they were going to have a fight but a fight in a different way they hired ferries and decided to shoot fireworks at each other on the water from the, each other's boats what yeah that, AC- that's for a fun game shoot well, fireworks at each other like rockets like 
proper big fireworks. With the, oh, we played this game with kids. Oh, did you? Yeah, we had these little bazooka tube things. Yeah, well, I reckon they did. AC Milan Ultras clashed with Venezia supporters at sea as the two sets of fans aimed fireworks at each other from boats in a bizarre naval battle before the Rossonieri's 3-0 win on Sunday. AC Milan and Venezia Ultras became embroiled in a bizarre battle at sea on Sunday as the two sets of supporters shot fireworks at each other's boats ahead of their sides set a ah, clash on the weekend. Uh, with the game being played at Venice's Stadio Pierluigi Penzo, a group of each team's most passionate fans decided to get ferries to the stadium and the result is what can only be described as a full-on naval battle between the two fans as onlookers captured footage of fireworks being traded as the two boats made their way to the ground. The ferry which shipped all the Venezia fans was shrouded in black smoke while the boat with all the Milan fans became engulfed with red smoke, the colours of their teams. There is video, it's hilarious. Okay. I'm not sure if anyone got hurt, they yeah. probably did. Good. Yes. Right, but everyone not, just had a laugh. I think they did. I think yeah. it was more, well, I'm hoping it was more good-natured than... If that was here, it's straight up a band. 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 Was well, a fire band anyway, Rob. It's summer here. But they're on the ocean. They were, they were on the water. There's no better, safer place than to have a fireworks fight than exactly. if you're on the water. Yeah. Rob's final thoughts this week. I haven't got a sting. I was trying well, to find a sting. I mean, look, Beef, you know, it's a new year. It's a fresh new year. But even a couple of weeks in, you might find yourself lost. And that the thing is to look beyond, you know, there's a very great wall in China, Beef. It's it's called the Great Wall. And you might metaphorically find yourself confronted with the same wall. But what you need to do is raise the powers of X-Man the Juggernaut, who can run through, he's, he's got a big helmet on, and he goes storming through anything. And he's the sort of guy who can run with that power, can run through a, a, the Great Wall of China. So um, everyone, if you're struggling, don't give in to the wall. Go through it like the Juggernaut from X-Men. And um, I just believe in yourself because on the other side is fresh air. And you can have a layabout in the sun and there's lovely gardens and roses and you can make a nice bouquet. And and still, if the hole's still there, yeah, you can still walk back through it and see your family. You don't, it's not like you've defected from North Korea to South Korea, no turning back. You can turn back yeah. around and uh, go in between the wall at, at your own leisure once you've made the hole. Hmm. So that's quite convenient, really. Um, eventually, the government might get involved and want to rebuild the wall because it's probably a historic sort of landmark of sorts and there'll be regulations on causing uh, all sorts of damage to the Great Wall of China. So... Um, just be wary of that. It might be a fine. In fact, if you're not financially secure, don't run through the wall. <laughs> all right? Don't rent Just, a juggernaut. Yeah, do some research first. Yeah. And if you, if you think you can afford it, and then maybe have a go, see how you go. But it might not work out. Right. What do you think? I love it. Yeah. Just remember, you can go through the wall. Exactly. That was the message, everyone. So I hope Very you feel nice. better about that. You should do. You should yeah. definitely do that. So now we've moved on. We've got that sorted out and everyone feels like they can mm. see clearly now the rain is gone. Uh, what's on for cricket season on Sunday? I'm actually flying to... Uh, oh, you're off to Queensland flying tomorrow Flying to Queensland. Morning. Aren't uh, they on lockdown there? Probably. Well, hopefully I can get in. I've got to wish the old man, Beef Senior, happy 80th birthday. Wow. For Friday. So the old man is turning 80. Still going straight. Strong. Still art dealing. Still doing his bit. Still framing. Framing. Framing art dealing. Yeah. He keeps telling yeah. me about like, the stuff he's got in auction. So yeah, no, he's loving life. He's doing all right up there. He's uh, he got a bit annoyed when it was raining off their cyclone oh, there last yeah. week, and now there's another cyclone coming apparently. Cyclone. So uh, he's yeah. not happy. He's happy with the temperature, just not the wet weather. Okay. So happy birthday, Beef Senior, eighty years young. Congratulations, John Blank. Yes. Uh, we got to thank Jack Links, Beef Jerky, Beef Jerky. 
on the planet comes in a range of flavours and now there's ham jerky as well I did notice in my coming, shop yesterday be? ham jerky was half price okay not selling is it in or the, selling too well no 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 just on the uh, on the thing they're 50% off promotional yeah probably after Christmas I reckon everyone's hammed out yeah so they're trying to shift it add some chilli oh nice 100% New Zealand beef not sure if it's 100% New Zealand pig on the ham front but the uh, beef jerky is definitely 100% grass fed New Zealand prime beef can't get better than that you can't I agree with that beef and and what a fantastic partnership we've had with Jack yeah if it's still going yeah it's the food of astronauts Rob it is the food of astronauts Buzz Aldrin he loves it yeah can't get enough of it is he still alive Neil Armstrong he loves it Tom Hanks the other guy Tom Hanks yeah Uh, there's that English lad Tim somebody Kevin Bacon Kevin Bacon was he in space he went up there yeah, yeah good and, on uh, Kev. Gary Sinise. No, Gary Sinise didn't go. He had just oh, sit, sit back down. stayed at home. Bill Paxton, he went up. Right. E.T., mm. he loves a bit of beef jerky. He's from space. He's got a nice warm belly, that E.T. Yeah, loves. He, has, he likes the chilli one. He likes the chilli one? Yeah. He probably would like the chilli one because remember when he went mental when he was left at home? Yeah. Just raided the fridge, got <laughs> the lash. <laughs> Makes that noise. He, dr- he drank loads of beers and yeah. just ate everything. Yeah. Then sp- did he spew E.T. in the end? Um, I don't recall a vom specifically. I'm sure. He just got a bit um, got a bit hectic. Yeah. He had things to do. He had a, he had a plan of attack that E.T. He came and went and he enjoyed his time. He did. Mm. I wonder how he's going, E.T. Probably still alive. Not the actor, the actual I wonder being. who was, is it just a puppet or was there a No, there was actor? a guy in the, in the, um, in okay. the suit. Yeah, it was a short guy. I haven't wondered how the E.T. actor is going, nor the puppet. He, no, he died. He died not that long after the film, I believe. Or might be 10 years. Well, possibly. so you know how he's going. Yeah. I was thinking more, being more... Um, hey, I wonder how the actor who played E.T. is going. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, okay, Rob, thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks. Is, that, is that how that story goes? Yeah, something along those lines. Thanks to Jack Links, by the way. It's the food of astronauts. Out of this world. This has been episode 231 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week.